You're listening to Our Two Cents with the team from SGL Financial, building wealth for life. Steve Lewitt is the president of SGL Financial and Gabriel Lewitt is the CEO. They're here to discuss all the latest in financial news, trends, strategies, and more. Welcome back, everybody. This is Gabriel here, and uh, you're joining our two cents here today, along with Stephen Lewitt, the fabulous. Good day, everybody. And uh, um, long weekend. Long weekend. Uh, long dry spell here. Well, yeah, we had. I think we took two weeks, three. We weeks took off. two I, or three weeks, right? Yeah, we uh, we kept trying to get a time into our schedule to get this, and uh, was a busy last three weeks. Amazing. It was tremendous, <laughs> and uh, but I think we're back on schedule now. Yeah, we've uh, we planned out a new time here more consistent uh, to get this uh, fantastic if I may say so you know I really podcast in your hands I really missed the show I do I did too over the last two weeks yeah so uh, what do you got for us today Mr. Gabriel well first hope first and foremost hope you all had a very wonderful Labor Day weekend Uh, dad what did you do you know I hung out I did nothing I played golf yeah. I, I cooked the best meal I've ever cooked, uh-huh. and I had uh, great news from my, uh, my kids about a forthcoming. Well, that's not public knowledge yet, so okay. it may be so now. It is now. <laughs> um, uh, it was just a great weekend. I just can't believe it's the end of the summer. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to wrap my head around what you I just said. Yeah, you weren't <laughs> supposed to share that just yet. Oh. And it's not a fourth, it's a, it would be a third. A third but. coming. <laughs> so. All right, well, um, yeah. everybody, everybody so. out there, ignore what I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine. We, uh, hopefully my... my uh, my wife won't listen to this podcast because she didn't want me to tell anybody yet. But we'll keep going because it's fine. Should we start all over? No, no, it's okay. Anyways, yeah, that was a that was a good weekend uh, for uh, for everybody. <laughs> well, what's a what's a show if you can't have some fun on it, right? Exactly. Let me get my foot out of my <laughs> mouth. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, good, uh, great Labor Day weekend. Hope you guys had a great one as well. But uh, I think we've got a good show for you today. Uh, we've, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, and it's actually inspired by a recent client uh, experience. We were we were working with a client that was having some um, interest in us rerunning and updating their plan. And so in doing so, we updated their budget, and uh, their budget had increased. And so we plugged their updated budget into their plan, and lo and behold, uh, by increasing their budget three or $4,000 uh, per year, um, it made a big difference in the success and the stability of their retirement plan. And, and it doesn't sound like that much. Correct. It was, it was you know, 87000 up to 90000 Right. And you'd think, oh, well, 3000 bucks. Yeah, no problem, right? You know, we've got four or $500,000 in savings. You know, what's an extra three, dollars $4,000 per year? Except if you take that over 30, 30 years 30 plus years inflation. Plus inflation plus sequence of returns risk right. plus uh, all these other variables that we build in. And it turns out um, it gave us, all of us, all three of us, us and the client, uh, some cause for concern that he wouldn't quite have enough money to sustain him. So the conversation then turned all the way back to, all right, well, uh, our previous budget of 87000 was really the ideal target spot. How do we get our budget back down there? 
Okay. Where do you, where do you where cut? can you cut? Right, and this is not just this is not just um, related to this one client. We have these conversations frequently, and you might be having that conversation with yourself or your spouse. Honey, where do we cut some money out of our budget? What can we do? So that was the inspiration for our show here today, and we've got some ideas. We have uh, two. The first article we're going to talk about here are ideas for pretend money pits that you can avoid uh, that will save you money. And then we're going to follow that up with some new, because uh, we've talked about this before, uh, part-time gigs or side hustles, things that you can do to earn some extra cash. Did, uh, you, did you say side hustle? That's their formal name. I didn't make is that, that up. Is that right? They're actually called I didn't, side I missed hustles. that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so things that you can do and, and I, I it's a very long list that one but uh, we picked some of our favorites and then we're going to talk about a uh, featured fall getaway so I think fall is now is it officially in the air I'm not sure uh, feels like it if uh, if you're out there uh, like us uh, walking into the office this morning um, it was a little bit of a chill mm-hmm. I thought uh, mm-hmm. had I to, love I love that yeah chill. so fall fall definitely feels like it is here so we'll talk about some ways to get away while summer is still uh, waning okay and uh, a couple other topics here I think that you'll enjoy as well so to dive on in here dad you want to take us away this uh, tell us what was your top item here on the 10 money pits I, now this this article's title, of course, it's it's trying to get you to read it. Uh, that will ruin your retirement. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say as far as these things will ruin your retirement, but these are things that can inadvertently really add up, and uh, you want to be aware of these things when you're spending money. Well, the one that I liked was uh, number three. It's little used subscriptions. Yes. And I recently went through my whole internet, uh, all the billing, and found probably a half a dozen subscriptions that I wasn't using and I did and I didn't even know I had them anymore (laughs) that's what they want they want they want you to be they want the amount to be so small that when you're you're charge on your credit card you're like oh yeah I might use that next month or uh, you know and they just want you to keep on paying it exactly exactly Mm -hmm. and I hadn't you know it just comes off your bill it's a ding you don't notice it because it was like fifteen dollars or one was twelve dollars I think one was nineteen dollars And turn around, I probably saved a hundred dollars a month just yeah. on that. And I, you know, interestingly enough, guys, I think this is so important. You can do this once or twice a year, um, just as part of a traditional budget review. Uh, but we just recently did this for our business as well. That's of right. Course. So That's you know, as a business owner, you know, we come across a lot of technology tools. Uh, this sounds good. This one's a $50 a month subscription. Uh, here's something that gives us uh, maybe some content for a newsletter. That's a uh, $20 a month subscription. Let's try this. Uh, let's, let's try this. And before you realize it, we were going through our uh, our company subscription bills, and we had, I think, six or $700 mm-hmm. a month worth of <laughs> unused various subscriptions that had just accumulated over the last year. Uh, it's really a good idea to try to find those, spot them, and just cut them out like uh, bad weed. Exactly. And, uh, folks, little little things mean a lot. You know, what we tend to do, and I tend to do this, Gabriel, is, you know, I say, oh, it's only $10 a month. Why worry about it? Mm-hmm. But that $10 a month all over the place could be $200 a month. Turns yeah. into quite a bit of well, money. Well, 200 a month is 2400 a year, which is, in, in our client's example, uh, right around the almost a 3000 that he was looking to. Exactly. So when exactly. you start to think about things over the course of one year, two years, five years, um, they can really add up. And so that's the idea here, guys. You know, what do you have? So here are a couple other ideas of things that... uh, What was your favorite? Oh, my favorite? uh, Things that uh, we should avoid. Mm -hmm. Um, Funny enough, because I just encountered this the other day, uh, ATM stops. Really? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, you know, I don't use the ATM a lot. Right. But when I do, uh, I never seem to be around a, a chase machine, which chases my bank. And mm -hmm. I just, you know, I went to one the other day. And I was astounded at the fee that these fees have crept was it up two over the or three years. dollar three well my, three. it was three seventy five three seventy five okay right. and so the uh, the last time I used an ATM I I could have swore it was like a two dollar fee uh, and all of a sudden I was like four dollars like mm -hmm. <laughs> where did the that's a that's higher than three percent per year inflation. Well, <laughs> well, if you do that twice or three times a week, fifty-two weeks out of the year, now you're spending yeah. five six hundred dollars for nothing. Yeah, and so it's you know the general idea, of course, is uh, the second part of this was which I agree with as well. Um, being a financial advisor is um, be wary of how much you use ATMs, not just because of the fee. I just thought that that was interesting, uh, more so because we have a tendency to you know spend cash without really planning for it. Right. Okay. E easy to spend. Easy to spend and hard to track. And so when you have you know money in cash, you're more inclined to just buy this, buy this, buy this. Uh, so in some ways, actually using not credit cards, but debit cards is actually a much um, safer strategy if you have the ability to use that versus cash. Yeah. The one that hit me, uh, there are two that actually hit me uh, as really, really important. Uh, the first one was eating out. Mm-hmm. And the second was dental costs, which yeah. to me isn't a money pit, but it can well, it can be like a money pit. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's not a waste of money, but uh, you know, you get you, all of a sudden you bite on something, well, you break a tooth. Well, specifically, what this is saying, and I agree with it because we have to build this into our retirement plans. It's saying many people, when they approach their retirement, they inadvertently forget about budgeting for dental work because they have typically always had some sort of dental plan. Mm -hmm. uh, however, once you are retired, um, they're surprised or maybe shocked to learn that uh, Medicare doesn't cover. Doesn't cover it. And look, as you get older, your teeth uh, don't improve. Let's, mm -hmm. put it, let's put it that way. Well, yeah, a couple of years ago, I think it was uh, five or six years ago, I had a crown uh, yep. put in. Yep. And uh, I believe the bill before insurance, because I don't, I don't think I paid much for it, um, I think it was four thousand dollars, or I don't know what it was for a crown. Maybe I, that's a lot. Maybe my memory is really high. Two thousand dollars. Yeah, probably eighteen hundred, two thousand. But things. Maybe that was the whole bill because I had other stuff done yeah. too. Um, but you know, guys, if you're retired and we're sitting here talking about hundreds of dollars a month or thousands of dollars per year, you know, one event like that, uh, or a root canal, or you know, some big unplanned medical expense can, you know surprise you. Yeah, and I wouldn't include that. You see, a lot of people include dental in rising health care costs, mm -hmm. but dental is like in another category. Typically, yeah. It's just all of a sudden comes out of nowhere. Like I broke a tooth mm -hmm. and I was lucky because they could fix it. So it was it, like $500 instead of $2,000. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it, it, put that in your budget, I folks, think, because uh, those should. big... I don't think say you should have gone without the tooth. <laughs> gap. You would look good with a gap tooth. Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd carry my banjo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would sing. And eating out, folks, uh, well, all I can say about that is I used to love eating out, spent a lot of money. I started cooking, mm -hmm. and now I love eating home, and there's nothing like a home-cooked meal. Yeah, yeah. and you're actually, I've come over for uh, home-cooked meals, uh, I dare I say it, Say to it. the world. Say it. Tell it to everybody. You're a pretty good cook. Thank you, man. But your wife is better. She is. <laughs> she, no doubt about it. She's a. I if I had a dollar for every time I go over there and I'm like, wow, what is this? What's the recipe for something your 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 wife just cooks? Uh, it's, it's terrific. All right, you don't uh, have to rub it in. I'm just well. Your food is really good too. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Delicious chicken. You're a good. You're a good. A good. A good chef. Good griller. A good griller. A good griller.
Um, okay, guys. So here, are, those are ideas of how you can save money. Uh, let's just flip the coin because I just thought there were some fun things on this list. <laughs> uh, and in addition to giving you financial ideas, we want to have a little fun on the show. But here's some ideas for some ability to make some extra cash. Um, because we, we do talk about this a lot. Just because uh, your financial plan when you retire um, doesn't show you uh, typically working at all. Most of our clients don't want to work you know, formally part-time. Um, what I always say is if you go out there and you make an extra four or $5,000 in a year, that's uh, one or two vacations. Goes a long way. You know? And uh, a lot of times people, when they're retired, they're looking for something to do. And so here are some things that uh, I think were interesting, uh, piqued my interest. This, <laughs> this list actually had, I think, 38 ideas. Yeah, so. I thought some of them are like full-time jobs rather uh, than yeah. just go out and earn extra well, cash. And some of them I don't like as well because yeah. there are things like, you know, sell electronics. Well, if I don't have any electronics, you know, I can't sell any. So uh, I wanted to emphasize some of the ones that I think, you know, you can do um, that might fit, you know, regardless if you have inventory in your house. What did, what did you pick? <laughs> Uh, well, this one was just happened to be the first on their list. Also, just it's on the minds of everybody because elections are coming up. But uh, of course, somebody has to be an election officer, right? When you go to vote, I like that. Um, one too. There are people there that are uh, uh, guiding you and teaching you how to vote and use the machines and making sure uh, you know everyone stays uh, in line. Okay, and uh, so this one here, it's uh, the downside is you have a long day of work, oftentimes uh, early mornings till late at nights. Uh, but you can get paid uh, anywhere from 150 to 175 dollars per day in some of the examples that we were given here, uh, which isn't bad for a day's work. And, and more importantly, you're doing something to, uh, I think, to sustain our democracy as a country. Mm -hmm. So I think that's just you know I'm a patriotic guy, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think that's kind of neat. Um, there's no way my wife would let me go from 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, Joe, our producer, would your wife let you? Yeah, so he's uh, he's saying no. <laughs> so this is good Boy, if you're. You guys, you guys uh, got to wear the pants. And well, the pants. wait yeah. a minute. Uh, what happened to the old days? The good old days <laughs> when the men ruled the household. Uh, I don't know what what days are you talking about. Uh, that there, was about a hundred years yeah. ago. <laughs> Because uh, you don't rule, I don't think you rule your. I'm really Absolutely you not. Today, yeah. I, I know. Who, I know who the commander in chief is. <laughs> all right, my next one. Um, I actually there was a lot on here that I I did like. There's kind of three of them all combined into one category: teaching, tutoring, and adjunct professoring. Those are we are on the same yeah. wavelength. Uh, I thought that was really really neat idea, right? If you've got a, a highly sought after skill set, if you've got a master's degree, if you are a um, maybe you're a psychologist, you know, who knows? You know, take what you were doing during your career and find a way to um, put that into uh, teaching, you know, and what, what's interesting about this, I actually was really close to considering becoming a teacher back when I was in school, uh, way, way back, um, but I chose not to just because I, I realized I couldn't quite make enough money doing it <laughs> to accomplish all the things I wanted to do accomplish in life, but if you're retired and you can make 5000 7000 10000 per year and you're giving back to people and you really enjoy doing enjoy it, it. Sure. Um, that can be really both uh, financially rewarding and intellectually stimulating. So now I have a question for you, my son. Yes. Uh, what What do you think is the worst idea on this list? Do you, <laughs> well, I'll you tell you. You didn't my, tell me your favorite one yet. Oh, uh, my fa My f well, you kind of took them well, already. That was your, that was your favorite. Uh, yeah, too. teaching, uh, tutoring. I uh, thought you were going to be a tour guide. Uh, That's what well, I tour guide is good. Uh, <laughs> dog sitting is very profitable and a tremendous need. Uh, I know when we call our dog sitter, she's always booked up. Before solid. I tell you my worst, can I tell you? My, it wouldn't. It was my favorite. I what think. What is it? <laughs> What? <laughs> Be, being a nude model. 
<laughs> yeah. was, uh, <laughs> I didn't want to bring that one up. I just can't. I couldn't avoid mentioning. It's funny when I uh, saw. It's not for everybody, folks. Yeah. Uh, but it says apparently there's a high demand for this, and you can get paid, you know, twenty, twenty-five bucks an hour to sit there for uh, the the you, average you shift. Can, you is can. three hours. And by the way, they don't <laughs> care your body type. They want all shapes, all and sizes. shapes, sizes count mm-hmm. because artists want to draw all bodies. Yeah. So you don't yeah. have to be cut and uh, <laughs> cut in. What do you call it? Cut in. Ripped. Ripped. R- yeah. Ripped. <laughs> so I just thought that was funny because who thinks about these things, right? You know, but it's a it's a legitimate. Uh, yeah. Thing. And so you don't have to have a lot of skill for that, guys. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you just have to be able to sit still. Yeah. Uh, uh, which maybe that is a skill. Worst actually. one for me, participate in clinical trials. Uh, yeah. There, there, uh-huh. ain't, there ain't no way. Man, but people do I'm, this. I know, uh, yeah. but there ain't no way I'm going to let people test drugs on me for money. Yeah. Uh, it ain't guys, worth don't, it. Uh, my, our opinion here, formally, put on the record, don't be a human guinea pig. Um, there's other ways to make cash. <laughs> definitely, so, definitely. Okay, my least favorite here. Hold on. Okay, hold on. Um, let's see. I like this one. Rent out your car. If you don't want to be an Uber driver, you can just rent your car instead. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to have faith in humanity there that they're not going to crash it. Um, oh, I like this one too. Be, you could become a taste tester. Sorry, there's a lot. There's a lot on here that I liked. Okay, least favorite one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I like this one too. Wrap your car in advertising. You just drive around and make money. You mean <laughs> let people put their ads so, on your funny car. enough uh i actually was driving down the road the other day and i saw somebody that there's a new company now i forget the name of it but the back window was a big advertisement just for i forget what it was right. but but the point is is as you're driving around there's cars behind you and now they're gonna see your advertisement i, I actually i personally i think it's bad for society but you'll find advertisers will find yeah, a way where, to monetize where else everything. can we put advertising <laughs> to make things look instead better? of one million ads a day you're going to be bombarded by one million and one yeah you know. I, i've got to add one more as uh, this is really tough it says here become a voice coach mm. now folks i used to be an opera singer and to become a voice coach is not something Doesn't seem like something you just extra kinda cash hop in hop into right no, that is a <laughs> long haul and very very difficult so yeah. there's a lot of fluff i realized why i couldn't find my favorite because i skinnied out the articles and threw away all the ones i didn't like ah. <laughs> so um anyways guys yeah lots of ideas on that list you know the key is be creative if you think of oh oh wait there's i remember my least favorite one it might be because i'm right in the middle of it there was one that said you could be a babysitter yes (laughs) (laughs) i'll tell you what if i retired and i just got my kids out of the house the last thing last thing i I want to do i can tell you the last thing i'm doing no matter how much you pay me is going to go babysit somebody else's kids well, again, that might be right because I'm in the middle of well, it. Oh, what do grandparents so. always want to do? <laughs> they love their kid, their grandkids, they but give they them back. can't wait to give them back. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. So hopefully that gives you some ideas. And again, this was all based on this idea, okay? We, we do review plans regularly. Have you reviewed your financial plan? Have you updated your budget? If your budget has shifted and changed, um, come on in. Let's review how that impacts your plan. If you've never seen how your budget or your uh, cash flow analysis looks, come on in. Let's review that. It's so important because we can spot far in advance potential concerns and risks that could impact you financially down the road. And folks, if you've never done a budget, we have a budget planning sheet mm-hmm. that has all the expenses on it. Just call us up. We'll get it over to you. Uh, it's really When you go through each line step by step and estimate it, it is revealing 
to how much yeah. money you could save just by doing well, the budget. I, I liken budget to the, we speak in the dentist, to, to everyone goes to the dentist typically twice a year, right? Does anybody look forward to going to the dentist? I love my dentist. <laughs> you might love him. Do you look forward to going to him? Did I tell you about the gal who uh, was in the stock market? And uh, she says, I manage my own money. And I said, well, how do you do that? She says, well, I see my orthodontist four times a year. And when I'm <laughs> sitting in the chair, he gives me tips. Yeah, I've, I've heard that one too. You know, dentist, um, real estate agent, you know, who knows what, right? Um, but guys, you know, budgeting is one of those things where even if you don't like doing it, I'm, I'm the opposite. I review my budget, you know, weekly. I'm kind of a budget nerd. But if you are the opposite end of that spectrum, you don't like it, think of it kind of like the dentist. Do it at least twice a year just because you know it's so important for your financial health. And we can help you with that, uh, something that we would love to do. Okay, so um, let's talk about something I think uh, also related to retirement but uh, very important. Um, there's a recent study that came out, not study, but a research update about fixed index annuities. And these are something that we, we are fans of. We use them in our practice, um, not for everybody, but when um, they fit, and we'll talk about that here, we, we do encourage our clients to look at them. Um, but here's the update here. Fixed index annuity sales have surpassed 20 billion. Uh, that's with a B, 20 billion just in the second quarter alone, uh, which is a 14% increase from last year's results. Um, this is according to LIMRA Secure Retirement Institute. And what's interesting about this, Dad, is this quarter's sales represent the highest quarterly uh, sales for FIAs ever. Yeah, I think what's happening is that, the, look, the markets, uh, people are looking for safe money havens. Mm -hmm. And uh, CDs are a little better, but they're going to probably go backwards with the lowering of the interest rate. Uh, treasuries, 10-year treasury is almost the same <laughs> as the two-year treasury. So long-term doesn't work. So where do you put your money? Yeah, and people are concerned about the uh, the market being at the uh, the tail end or the end of an eleven year uh, bull market run. Okay, so Dad, you know annuities very popular. I mentioned it; we're fans of them. We use them in our planning. Um, again, pr pretty consistently, and certainly and not and successfully, yeah, I, and successfully, I, I, and yeah. certainly not with all of our clients' money. Uh, we we actually love the market and use the market uh, well, we as frequently. We manage as we, quite a bit of money. We do absolutely, but we do like annuities for a specific purpose and, and reason. What is that? Can you share that? Well, there there are two reasons. One is uh, you want to hedge your portfolio. Let, let's say you're entering retirement, you're in this retirement risk zone, which is the possibility of losing money 10 years before retirement and 10 years after. That's called sequence of return risk. Mm -hmm. So now the market is high and you're saying, you know, I don't want to time the market, but I want to hedge my portfolio. What can I buy that will, when the market goes down, this won't go down? Well, bonds used to be that. Um, not anymore, necessarily. Bond market is very tough. Alternatives are tough to manage. So a lot of money is flowing into fixed index annuities because there you have a non-correlated uh, asset where when the market goes down, you get zero. and the market goes up, you make a portion of the gains. So can you elaborate on that? Because we, we get people very often that say, what do you mean I, you can't lose money when market goes down to zero? How is that possible? Yeah. So the money is not invested in the market, Gabriel. It is, as you well know, it is linked to the market by uh, a mathematical formula called a crediting strategy. So when the market goes down, that formula says you stay the same. Mm -hmm. And when the market goes up, so let's say the market goes up 10%, the S&P, you might get 50% of that 10%, 5%. Once you get it, you keep it. Right, guys. It locks in. So again, your money is locked in. You can't lose it. So the insurance company, which is who offers the annuity products, 
are stating, you know, no matter what your balance is, 100000 a million, the market crashes 30%, 40%, 50%, or even uh, 20%. Yeah. Now uh, you're going to stay at 100000 million, whatever your balance is in that year. Exactly. So one, one strategy people are using index annuities for is buying what's called a growth annuity. This is an annuity that is geared to grow your money uh, much faster than CDs, for example. Mm -hmm. The other reason is if you want guaranteed income, like a pension or Social Security, the only place to get that is in an annuity. So right. it, it, a lot of folks that we meet say, you know, uh, our income shortfall is 20 grand a year. A shortfall is you take your expenses minus your other guaranteed income, like Social Security and pension. Let's say you're short 20,000 a year, and people say, I want that guaranteed for the rest of my life including making it grow for uh, inflation. Yeah. So the newer, the newer annuities are much better designs, a lot of different options in them. And if you want guaranteed income, we, we always look at an annuity to ensure yeah. the retirement well, income. Well, it's interesting, guys, because it's, not, it's, it's almost out. It's actually uh, finalizing and it's, um, it's, uh, it's print release. And uh, maybe I'm, I'll spill a bean here, too. You spilled some beans for me earlier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so some My wife won't be upset <laughs> at this one, though. Uh, so, you know, Dad, you want to share the, uh, the news? We are releasing a uh, new book. Yeah. Yeah. So, folks, what's happened is, uh, you know, we've, we, we see a lot of people, and we know from experience that annuities could fit their plan as an option. And the first, what's the first reaction we get, Gabriel? <laughs> Why would I want to use an annuity? Yeah. What I've is, what, how does that work? Yeah, I've heard Pe so many bad yeah. things about it. My neighbors <laughs> told me not to buy one. Yeah, so I we, Googled it, and Google says this. Yeah, so we had to conquer this fear of even looking at it as an option. Mm -hmm. And part of what we do, as you all know, is we don't want you to buy anything you don't understand or that doesn't give you more peace of mind. So yeah. we educate. Well, and the other thing, too, is you've already had you've already written a book, interestingly right. enough, OK, called The Perpetual Retirement Income Machine. And for any of you out there that haven't read it, if you'd like a free copy, um, by all means, call us if you're listening to the show here and we will send you a copy, our physical copy. It's yeah. a $20 value. Amazon, um, Amazon bestseller, folks. <laughs> but, you know, what's interesting is what we talk about in that book. You know, again, I didn't write that when you wrote this one, but I'm very, very familiar with the concepts is the idea of building a, uh, a bucket or laddered strategy for income. Uh, you've got a safety component that's going to generate you income. That's via the annuity. Uh, then you want to include the market for long-term growth and for uh, higher returns, but you have to have a longer period to do that. And so that book talked about how you include everything in, within your plan. But as we started you know, finding out from building more and more plans with people based around that concept, the thing that people always get hung up on, they understand the market, why you've been invested in the market your whole life. It's always that annuity piece that people say, well, I need to understand how this works. And I think that was a big emphasis on why we wrote this book, um, to really provide you with the meat and potatoes and the details. And on unbiased, you unbiased. know, with pros and cons. Uh, you're not trying to sell something. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not pushing annuities. But uh, with the new product designs, Gabriel, with the market being high, with the need for guaranteed income, for a lifetime to give you peace of mind. It's certainly something worth looking right. at. This isn't your old grandfather's annuity where you, uh, where you lose your value if you put your money into it, where you can't get access to your money. Uh, don't listen to Ken Fisher and his ads about <laughs> how he hates annuities, yeah. and you should too. That's, f you know, that's just um, what we call, there's a lot of, um, what's the word? I'm Noise. For? 
uh, not just noise, but there's a lot of uh, incorrect, uh, inflama inflammatory hyperbole of stuff out there that people that are trying to push, you know, investments. You are mean often BS? BS is the technical <laughs> term. Is the right? technical word. <laughs> and so what we encourage you to do is, no matter what the product, because every product has pros and cons. You know, you want to take the time to explore it. You want to work with a holistic advisor uh, like ourselves um, that will always at least include the options of everything in your plan so you can really understand uh, and, and, and figure out what fits best for you. So what's the name of the book, Gabriel? Uh, did you did you say it? No, I didn't. No. Oh, it's uh, one, two, three annuities. Exactly. Uh, one, two, three stands for one, discover, two, discuss, and then three, decide if it's right for you. So we, again, we want you to discover the pros and the cons, um, discuss it either amongst uh, friends and family with your advisor uh, like us, and then decide if it makes sense for you. And exactly. it's that, it's really can be that simple when you think about it. Um, so, guys, you know, consider that if you've got questions. Again, if you'd like a copy of the book, call us, 847-499-3330 for either of the books. The other one isn't printed yet, but we'll put your name on the waiting list and well, get one in your hand. It's, it's on Amazon. It's printing as we speak. Okay? Exactly. Uh, how many uh, drafts of reviews did we do? That? Oh, my gosh. I think we read through it. Uh, I think it took us a year. <laughs> it's uh, a long time. At least time. a year to Every time get you read through right. it, you find another typo. It's unbelievable. Right. Um, okay, last thing, guys, here, and then we're going to wrap up for the day. Uh, let's say you're in the, in the mood for some um, fall weekend getaways. Uh, we, uh, we encourage you to do so while the weather is nice. Of course, we're going to have some not-so-fun winters here. Uh, winter uh, weather coming our way in a, just a couple short months. So while the weather is cool, uh, if you want to do some sightseeing in the fall leaves, uh, we picked the location. Uh, maybe we'll do a couple more featured ones here over the next coming weeks. Uh, and the one that I just happened to pick, uh, I, I thought it was interesting here when I saw it, was Grand Rapids. This is great. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, and interesting, you know, part of why I, I was intrigued by this, I've never been to Grand Rapids. And uh, when I was uh, browsing through this article, I said, wow, this sounds really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what did you like about this place? Uh, well, I like—I don't know how I pronounce. It. How do you—is it Meyer or Mayer? M-E-I-J-E-R. I, there's oh, a big I company. Meyer. Joe, do you know what it is? Meyer. Meyer. Yeah. Meyer. So I love the botanical gardens. Mm -hmm. I'm there all the time, as you well know. <laughs> yeah. uh, we eat breakfast there a lot, uh, and they have the Meyer Gardens, which is 158 acres. Of beautiful gardens, and the pictures in here yeah, are picture just is beautiful, outstanding. Beautiful. And uh, they've got a tea ceremony there, a sculptured park, uh, bridges that go yeah, over. Yeah, so there's, it's, a, it's a smaller, medium t uh, city, okay? It's not a huge, bustling uh, city like Chicago. So there's a lot of energy there. Um, there's lots of coffee shops. Uh, there's now breweries. There's a big brewery scene. Uh, there's uh, distilleries. So you've got a couple options. You've got the Madcap Coffee Company. Uh, which is in a converted 1930s auto body shop. That sounds kind of cool. Didn't take a picture of that one. Uh, you've got the Long Road Distillers. Okay, they were the first distillery to open in Grand Rapids. Uh, and there's a whole history behind the distilleries here and how they uh, fought to, I guess, come into existence there. Um, if that's not your style you've got and you prefer beer, you've got the Founders Brewing. Okay, and they are uh, launched in 97, is the biggest and most prominent one in Grand Rapids. And they have a picture of the location. looks really cool. And mm -hmm. I actually love going to different breweries and doing tours, even though I don't drink much craft beer because it gives me heartburn. But uh, I do like uh, doing a couple taste tests. Um, but if uh, alcohol is not your style, I thought this was, my, this was the coolest thing. I actually really want to go here. Um, you've got the Vandermill Cidery. Exactly. Yes, I was going to bring I didn't know that. if they called it a cidery, but I called it a cidery. Mm -hmm. um, they've got over two. 
two dozen apple ciders on tap, all from Michigan. Now I love apple cider. I, I I would drink gallons of it if it wouldn't, you know, just give me too much sugar in a given day. But I love apple juice, apple cider, uh, alcoholic cider. I love all ciders. Okay, um, but there's all sorts of things here: champagne-like ciders, uh, pink peppercorn cider. I don't know what that would Can't be. Can't imagine hibiscus cider, honey mm. and orange blossom mm. water cider. Any al- any alcohol? Cider I don't know. It didn't say. I don't no, even I bet care. There, I bet there is. I don't even care if there's alcohol. I would go just for the apple cider. Yeah, and they've got this uh, fantastic looking coffee place, uh, Madcap Coffee. Yeah. Uh, oh, that, I, is that that is what the picture is. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I love coffee. You know, I'm coffee, uh, not a coffee expert by any means, but I love the different Con- tastes of coffee. No, not. I was just. Uh, I'm a coffee uh, nut. Lover. Uh, lover. Yeah. So I love the different tastes of coffee, and this place looks like a hoot to go to. It's huge. Yeah, and there's art scenes, guys, uh, from what we are hearing that are great. If you like art, all sorts of things to take a look at. Um, Recommendation here is you spend a weekend there. So I believe it's only a three-hour drive. I looked it up on the map. Mm -hmm. Um, So well within a, you know, leave on a Friday afternoon, come back on a Sunday or Monday and uh, have a great time. You know, if you're looking for a place to head to that's local uh, here this fall to have one last hurrah or two, uh, maybe check it out. I know it's on my list. Cool. So... Guys, as always, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. We, uh, we love having our listeners on the show. Send us your questions. We've got a few questions that have uh, banked up over the last week or two. Uh, we're going to talk about those next week. Um, but, of course, uh, have a very, very wonderful week here on uh, Dad and I's behalf. And uh, if you have anything you need from us, you can go to our website, sglfinancial.com, or give us a call, 847-499-3330. And as always, uh, call us if you'd like a free financial consultation or review. Absolutely. Stay, uh, stay well, stay everybody. Stay well. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Our Two Cents with Steve and Gabriel Lewitt. For any questions about your finances, give SGL a call at 847-499-3330 or visit us on the web at sglfinancial.com and be sure to subscribe to join us on next week's episode.